the wrestling is hard as is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Email questions and complaints at wrestling is hard at gmail.com. I am Jim. Sad day in Philadelphia. Brandon. All right, let me get this out before we even start crying about it. Okay. Let's get this out there. I am not a football fan. I do enjoy watching sports when okay. I have money on it. When I have money on it. Okay. As a person that has no emotional attachment besides the fact that I enjoy fun, and I like when my city has fun, I am not blaming the referees on this loss. They had a hand in it. You're supposed to be good enough. And this is us, this is me, coming on this podcast after we gloated and said we were going to blow this team out. The defense did not do its job. The special teams are fucking terrible in the second half. In the second half. And then when it came down to it, the game was too close when it shouldn't have been. It should have been double digits by second half, or in the second half. It wasn't. They let this guy get back in the game, and then when it came down to it, then it came down to a penalty. It shouldn't have never have come down to a bad holding call. That's my that's that's me as an impartial observer who just likes to lose money and or likes to win money and lost some money. Brandon thoughts. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know what I, there, I haven't come up with a good way to put it yet because people like to say like the number one thing is that's not the reason why they lost. And it's like no, but I don't. Nothing is just the one reason why a team lost. It's a culmination of a bunch of things. Was that one of them? Yeah, that didn't help. Sure. The field not uh, being really playable, I think that probably impacted us more than the other team because we kind of relied on a defensive line throughout the year. Didn't help. You gave up 38 points. You deserve to lose. It is, mm-hmm. you know, it is, it is what it is. I don't know how to, I don't know how to put that well. People were like, well, it's not the ref's fault. It's not, but it didn't. It not help. matter. It, it mattered. Help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it well, was part of the def- reason why we lost, but it's definitely a complete one anyway. I, I'm not going to blame exclusively the ref. There were a lot of reasons, but no, you know, yeah, exactly. The first reaction is people screaming that it's a referee. It's not the referee. I got to say, like after that all happened, like what a shit ending to a football, an amazingly fun football game that was back yeah. and forth for a while in that second half. A lot of ups and downs. A lot of like hairline catches and shit like that, and it was just like <laughs> the end. Yippee Kaye, Chris thoughts. <clears throat> so anybody that wants to say that they lost because the ref made that call, uh, I believe. It was a scoring drive where Lane Johnson was so fucking offsides, and they didn't call him offsides. So, I mean, you know, uh, Michael Barkan, who's a local sports guy, went on a rant about the call, but he also said that there were bad calls going both ways. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to sit here and blame the refs. I just think it was a shitty way to lose. Um, you put your, put me in a position in which I was actually, <laughs> I was actually jumping up and down because I thought that. Uh, I believe it was running one of the running backs for the Chiefs. Chiefs was going to take it into the end zone and score like yes. a dipshit, and he didn't. And I was That's like, smart. "Motherfucker, he's too smart for his own good, you motherfucker!" Because I figured he was going to run it in. They were going to have a minute twenty to get the ball and tie it. And then, in my opinion, fuck tying that shit. You go for fucking two at the end of that game and win it, right? 
It was me and, like, you know, I got a bar full of people, uh, nuts to butts, places jam-packed, all screaming for the game. Me and one other guy got that. Like, you got to let them score on this. Just let them fucking walk in. Well, they, the guy was you, too smart. He stopped at the one-yard line. They all stood around and let him do it. If you watch that. pushed him in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. shove his ass in the fucking shove end zone. Shove his ass into the end zone. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it was a shitty way to lose what was started as a great game. Um, you know, uh, father of the year. Uh, give him two weeks. He's, you know, it's. I mean, that was his whole thing when he was here. He was undefeated after a bye. Well, now he doesn't have two kids to worry about. So he's yeah, he doesn't like, have to even worry. He doesn't even he doesn't have to, to worry about. Remember that he has two kids. One of them is dead, and the other one's a uh, ward of the state at this point. I believe murderer. Um, but I also made a comment about that during the game once again, and I got yelled at for that one by somebody completely different. So I don't know why this guy has reached deity status in this fucking city. Now he's beating you for a Super Bowl. Can we start shitting on him? Because I've been shitting on him since he left. I've been shitting on him since before he left. Look, this um, sounds great for this city. Look, I said it. I said it to you on fucking Sunday night, and I'll say it again. Um, if they had won, uh, it would have been spectacular. I would have been super happy. I would have woken up at seven o'clock in the morning the next day. I would have watched NFL Network all morning. I would have went out and trained. I would have had a great fucking day. And then they would announce when the parade was, and the fucking dread would have said it. The complete and utter unmitigated fucking. The weather's gonna be fucking awful Thursday anyway, so it doesn't make a difference. So, and and I say this because the now here's the thing: the last time uh, I didn't have to get behind the bar, I was basically managing, um, so I did whatever I wanted, and it was hell, and I didn't have to wait on anybody. This time I would have. And I was talking to a friend of mine about it, and I said, "There is anything short of two thousand dollars isn't worth it." It's a ton of money. It. Brandon, I would you'll you'll appreciate this, Brandon. I would have I would have made a lot more money if the Eagles had won. I made a lot of money, and I was able to be on the road and heading home at eleven thirty at night, which would have happened either way. But I made a good point to my wife, and it was pretty funny the way I put it. I was like, you know, I won every single one of my bets except for one major thing. The Eagles lost. <laughs> every single one of my, my bets. I think two of them. Flawless. Two of the, I think two of my parlays wouldn't have hit. But I was flawless except for the big one. The Eagles lost. <laughs> so we, uh, I was at work all afternoon and it was a, it was rough. Just, I mean, I had guys that were there from noon to the game and through the entire game. And uh we managed to secure like there were some spots secured, so my, my wife brought the dog over and we sat she sat in the corner and we watched the game and I had a good old great I had a great fucking time. When they she I made a, a comment. I said, At some point I am going to give you the signal and we're getting the fuck out of here. I even went to the other side of the bar, like the bar is uh very long. I meandered through the crowd to some people who were on the far side of the bar. And I and this was in the second quarter, maybe even, but it was before halftime. And I said, guys, you're here. I'm all the way over there. I'm not saying goodbye to you. So I'm saying goodbye now because you ain't seeing me when I leave. And <laughs> she said, give me the signal. And I gave her the Van Buren boys signal as soon as they, they I was, you know, if you're watching, I went. <laughs> and we, when they ran that kickback, we ran into the truck. Jumped in, I threw it on Sirius on the, on the, on the radio and I drove home. So I listened to the final Eagles touchdown. And look, you're 100% right. On top of the fact that that game was a, that was a great football game. Yeah, it was fun. 
It was a fun football game to watch. And then the end was just, and I said that I was like, man, what's worse than them? I said, what's worse than them losing is that they lose, they lost. It was so anticlimactic. Yeah. Like they had no chance. It was just like, Oh God. And I understand. I mean, what is it? It's not their job to be like, Hey, let's score this fucking field goal real quick. This way these guys can have a chance. No, no. So I think that's enough of that. On the Super Bowl. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm probably taking a little harder than I expected to beforehand just because I think of all of the ways he could have possibly lost. That's probably in the top couple percent of most painful ways. I lay that right. way that last couple minutes. So that's, that's get me. I'll be over it in a day or two, but we got other stuff to talk about. There we go. Can I just add one more thing? Do you mind? Yeah, go ahead, Chris. So, uh, when I woke up the next morning, I was upstairs. I was drinking my coffee. My wife had gotten up hours before I did. And uh, I could hear them on the news in the basement talking about it. And, you know, I'm not one that carries this type of thing with me. I celebrate when they win, when they lose. I got other shit to do. I'm yeah. cool. Yeah, same way. But when they were talking about it, I yelled downstairs. Just got a quaver quick. Darn it off. Yeah. <laughs> I can't listen to it. And they had I a psychologist. Avoid- they had a psychologist on one of the morning shows telling people to stop watching it over and over again if you want to get over the depression of it, if it's really bothering you. Turn it off. Check back in next I mean, week. You'll feel better. Let me ask you this. Yo. If that was the case, how come there, how come there wasn't a uh, psychiatrist on the TV in, like, March 2020 yeah, when we were all, like, <laughs> glued to it? Like, oh, we're all going to die. We're going to die. I think we're going to die. I'm never going back to work. Oh, God, I'm stuck in a house. <laughs> and they were just like, yeah, fucking, yeah, commercials. I deleted all my apps yesterday, like all the social media, just for, I'm not for good, but just for that reason, I don't want to see yeah. it. I took all my but money out you, of DraftKings. It's gone. I pulled it but all then out. You don't, yeah, I took the, the Chiefs took all my money out of DraftKings. <laughs> uh, but uh, then when you delete all of that, I think I realized how much I just habitually click them. When they weren't there, then I then I just end up staring at the wall, the wall for like extended periods. <laughs> I'm like, bro, it's healthier for you. You know what you do? You yeah, stare at the wall. And all the books you should read instead, <laughs> but you don't actually open that album. You just say, "Let's try that." Watch it. That first riff of that dinosaur junior. I feel the pain of everyone. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> stare at the wall. Fuck my! All my mom's leftover cookies and stuff that I didn't eat because I'm too sad. She came down for the game. Oh, so I um, I uh, <laughs> I only had to yell at one person. Sorry to say, that's, that's not bad. That's oh, basically yeah. zero. He was banging on my, I have the vending machines and he was all hyped up and he was, let's go and banging him. And I heard him banging and I ran over and I just pointed at him and I was like, don't come in my house and break my fucking shit, man. Don't break my fucking shit. Don't you break my fucking shit. All right. Run out. You know, I like these. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I think I made him cry. He left. I, a friend of his and then he came back with kind of mentally. I think I, I'm really enjoying these little therapy sessions that we have every th- Thursday night or Tuesday mm. night because um, I noticed that as we've gotten older, I've turned into Jimmy and Jimmy's turned into me. Okay. Yeah, like his, his <laughs> patience. My patience has increased and his has gone completely down the fucking <laughs> tubes when it comes to dealing with nutcases. Oh, I, just, <laughs> I usually just shut him off. That's all. But this guy was just – I didn't yeah, want to I, break no, the fucking vending machine. I get it. That was like the time I was I – was, uh, I just watched a video of not even five blocks from the bar, 
at 3 p.m. in the afternoon, three and a half hours before the fucking game started, someone flipping a card at a temple. I was like, I ain't, shit ain't happening here, man. You ain't breaking my shit. So I got a couple things for you. So um, I, I told this story before. I'll tell it again real quick where the guy was – I was I went into the basement of my work to get ice, and uh, there was water dripping from the ceiling in the basement, which is the floor that we're on. And I traced it back upstairs, and it was the women's room, and the toilet was clogged. So I go in there with the plunger, and I'm plunging the toilet, and it's karaoke night, and I'm plunging the toilet, and there's a kid banging a metal stool on the ground outside the bathroom. And I'm plunging in sync with the fucking bangs, like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker when I get the fuck out of here. I I finish that. I go outside, and I just, he's still banging it. I put my hand on his shoulder from behind, and I went, don't. Fucking break my furniture. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so believe me, I, I, I get it. I get it. It's fucking, I'm just, oh, God. I also had a fat man cash the fuck out on Saturday nice. or Sunday. You mean In fall? A giant, yeah, a giant Eagles onesie, fleece onesie. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So. That's all I got for that. All right, are we are we done with the Eagles? Last last thoughts, Brandon. No more. I'm, I don't well, have anything. Second thoughts. Let's just wrap this up. Let's get. Let's go. Thank down. you for joining us. Started on 12th anniversary. Supreme Fight 2023 happened uh, two weeks ago. It was on uh, e the second the fourth of February. Uh, Naniwa roulette match. So. Uh, I finally figured out what Naniwa is. Do you remember, Chris, the Grand Naniwa from Michinoku Pro? No, I don't. The crab wrestler that used to do this? Vaguely, yes. Okay. Yeah, apparently that's the thing because of the giant crabs from Osaka. So I finally figured out what Naniwa means. Because I'm like, Naniwa, that just means what? Uh, ridiculous fucking match. The winner is, who the hell won? Saki Kashima won. She's like, all right, I want him facing Azumi. Brandon thoughts. Yeah, it was a fun format for what it was. Uh, what is it, five minute limit per duo? Uh, we get a big uh, Billiken death, probably the mm-hmm. highlight of this for me. I think there's a, you can keep this around. There's a lot more you can do with it. Yeah, it was uh, over the top submission or pinfall. Billiken death. Billy Ken is uh, the Buddha. Unofficial Buddha mascot of Osaka, where you rub his feet to get money, and Fuki Death came out dressed like him. So she's like, I guess I should have explained this in better detail if you didn't watch this. The, the Naniwa roulette wheel is this golden billikin's head spinning around a bunch of times with potential wrestlers, and then ninety-five percent of the way through, it just lands on him, and they just show a golden statue is like going to come out, and then here comes Fuki Death uh, in a in, in a Golden onesie it to uh, bring us home. So it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was good stuff. It, One thing, you know, I didn't mention this from the beginning is that this was the first show since 2020, early 2020, that had cheering for stardom. And man, you could tell who the fuck was the fan favorites in this. Like Natsupoi, Mia Shirakawa, Hazuki, Koguma, like uh, Saki Kashima. Man, they got fucking huge pops and huge chants. This is a big fucking deal. This is a good show. But uh, Chris, any thoughts on the uh, on uh, Billy Ken death? <laughs> no, I mean this was fun, and you know all the all the matchups were fun. They had, like you know own little stories. The um, everybody looked good, even the losers looked good. 
And uh, I've seen all everything we're about to talk to. I've seen pro wrestling over and over again. You know, so I mean, so the the highlight of the night is <laughs> Billy Condessen because I've never seen that before. That fucker was ridiculous. <laughs> she came out to like some kind of symphony. Yeah, <laughs> she looked like a million bucks. Yeah, it was great. Uh, also, like in the middle of the match, you get I, Mayu Iwatani shows up. She gets called first. She doesn't expect to get called first, and she comes out half dressed. And uh she faces off against Tom Nakano, and the fucking whole crowd lost their shit when they found out Tom Nakano was coming out. And then we got like a five minute because it was a time limit elimination too. If it was a time limit, you got both got kicked out. But we got a five minute, you know, end of a match sequence. It was fucking awesome. All of a sudden, it was like you know, like the end of a twenty five minute match. You get Mayu Utani and Tom Nakano kicking the shit out of each other until they're both disqualified or both uh, counted out. Good shit, man. This is fun. Or stuff like this in professional wrestling. Goofy shit, right? What, things that are enjoyable? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah. yeah. Fun stuff. It's interesting. All right, so um, <clears throat> Siri lost the title, and she asked uh, Chihiro Hashimoto, who's the champion of Sendai Girls. Chris may remember her as the uh, girl that used to do workout vids on uh, <laughs> Instagram. She used to do push-ups, running, squats, all kinds of shit like that. She stopped doing them, I'm assuming, because creeps were probably sending her dick pics. That's usually what happens. Um, so she calls, uh, Siri calls her out, and um, Mirai interferes. And Mirai's like, oh, I'm going to face her. <laughs> Hashimoto's just like, I've already beaten the shit out of you. So they end up facing off in this match. And, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, we had a extended squash match where the person that got the shit kicked out of him looked fucking amazing in this. And this is a fucking other one. Hashimoto kicks the fucking piss out of Mirai for like 20 minutes. Mirai looked like a million fucking bucks. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, this was fun. I mean, this Hashimoto was an interesting character kind of appear out of nowhere onto my TV screen. She's supposed to be like the big hoss, and I think she, she's got to be grilled, barely grazing five feet tall. Yeah, she's like five foot one. <laughs> That's their uh, big boss. But, yeah, you know, I think you put it pretty well there. It's beating the shit out of Mirai. Um I think Mariah kind of rallies there, you know, has some, gained some respect by the end of this thing. Yeah, being a consistent ass beating. So, Ashimoto being five feet wide and five feet tall. Chris, <laughs> I forgot she, like, I forgot about those vids till I saw her. I didn't even realize, you know, because things get lost in your, uh, in your algorithm. I didn't even realize that she stopped putting them up. That makes sense, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Mariah looked like she kept bringing it. I just lost my notes here, so sorry if I, I'm just yeah, okay. stupid for a minute. Wing it, brother. But, uh, no, I mean, Mariah brought it. She wouldn't back down. She looked good. Everybody looked good. Every time Hashimoto got in the slightest bit of trouble, she just outpowered the shit out of Mariah. And um, I'm all down for some uh, German suplex abuse to end the yeah. match. So this was good, and it was cool to see. Because uh, I remember seeing the videos because I follow her on Instagram. Uh, Hashimoto, but I'd never, I'd never seen her wrestle. So this was mm. awesome. Yeah, she's and the I think Gary Albright Jr. That's who she is. Good. When when you sent me the, you know, when you sent the link of what was on this card, and I was like, okay. And then I said, I was like, oh, I didn't even realize, like, I forgot she even existed. This person. Yeah, because Sendai Girls doesn't really didn't really have any shows during right. pandemic, so she's kind of been like gone. But uh, we'll get to who she's going to face soon. So. um Next up, uh, probably my match of the night is this one. Neo Stardom Army, uh, Army the uh, Nanai Takahashi and you, challenged by the Dono Del Mon team of Himika and Micah. 
the champs win, and uh, Himika fucking puts on an excellent limb match. This fucking match was fucking awesome. Brandon, thoughts? It was, yeah. I wasn't expecting to enjoy this that much, honestly. Just trying to, we got a lot of stuff to watch this week, and I was trying to burn through them. So uh, I see tag match, I go, okay, maybe this is one I could put my head down. But it sucked me into it. I think it was fairly early on. I don't know if Himika I got injured for real or what, but uh, gets no, pretty quiet there, rolling around. So, so um, then it's kind of perked up from there. But entertaining stuff. Um, and then we get to, I don't, I don't know if you want to touch this, touch on this now coming out of it, but match itself was good, but I guess Himika's wrapping it up here. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a minute. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I, I was in the same spot Brandon was in. Uh, I was like, oh, great. Um, tag match. I can <laughs> wa- semi watch. I'm going to take a crap during the middle of it while I was playing in the background. But, um, you know, it ended up really, I was surprised. It ended up being really good because I, I really haven't been in the tag matches for a while. So. Um, excuse me if I seem distracted. I have a lunatic animal running around here. <laughs> That's kind of trying to keep my eyes, uh, trying to keep my eyes on him. Seems to be eating a lot of poop these days. Anyway, um, good stuff. Yeah, All right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but no, I'm a brand new on this one. This was uh, this was a lot of fun. I expected it to be like whatever, and um, and he's now he's just gonna poop on my uh, jujitsu belt. So you know, fuck it, man. <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> right next to it. So you can match. Grab it away. Check it out. Uh, I don't want to smell this. I'm going to go pick it up. Yeah, you next up, it. Wonder of Stardom title match. Sayakami Tani defeats Momo Watanabe for 15th or 14th victory, beating Momo's old record. Um, This match was okay. I was particularly fond of uh, Starlight Kid. I think it was Starlight Kid threw the suitcase directly at Sayakami Tani's head when she was on the top rope. Huge fan of that. It's a big fan of the stomp to the outside on Momo. But um, this was a little clunky for a Momo Saya match. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, maybe the opposite of the last one here for me, where uh, this one I was expecting more out of. I don't know why. I had nothing really wrong with it. Maybe it was just where it stacked into this thing after that tag match kind of exceeded expectations. You know, uh, Julia and Suzu Suzuki are looming. But I felt similarly here. This was this was very uh, unmemorable to me. I, Given the two uh, women in the ring, so and the the Dookie's been scraped up. Is he well, back? Has he can returned? I, can I can I just tell you? I, I forgot. So uh, last night, um, my dog swallowed an entire rawhide stick. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty chewed up and kind of soft, and I don't even know that they're really truly like old school rawhide anymore. And. Um, it shot right down his throat. I had one hand. I turned away for a second, like what happens with puppies, and the next thing you know, they're swallowing shit. And I went into a full-blown panic and uh, had to call the uh, ER. In What uh, ER? The dog in, ER? Yeah, the dog ER. And um, there's one down in um, South Jersey here. And they told me to keep an eye on him. So now I'm just... Blue Pearl? You have Blue Pearl? What's Blue Pearl? <laughs> That's the ER in Philly. Oh, no, no, no. I go to... it's. There's one down in Mount Laurel. Gotcha. And I, uh, I just... I've been examining shit for 24 hours now to make sure it's right. But I think the new stuff kind of, it's not like that old school shit that they used to sell and it was a thin thing. So I think it just, it breaks down easier than it used to. There you go. Don't kill your dog. Yeah. I don't want my dog dying. I really don't. He's very cute. I haven't even met it yet. Yeah. 
anyway, Sayakamitani, what's it obvious? Not that you have anything be- better on your play, but Chris, what were your thoughts? Oh, we're on the Momo. Momo, yeah. great heel work, always. The whole crew, whole crew. She was getting pretty violent in this one. Um, Sayakamitani, great working from underneath, getting attacked, everybody. Baseball bats are flying, chair to the face. But, uh, yeah, this was, this is once again, um, you know, everything on this, I'll say it now, everything on this card was very entertaining. And there was really no, everything that I watched and there was really nothing that was, uh, you know, that didn't kind of get me into it the entire time. And, uh, everything is, especially with Momo when she behaves like a complete fucking asshole, which is pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot of, a lot of, it was good. It was, it was a lot of fun to watch this one. World stardom title match to champion Julia. Faced off against Suzu Suzuki, she won as predicted. Brandon, thoughts? Good fucking match. Yeah, I actually thought this was my probably my favorite of the night. Now that we're mm. getting to it, um, just because it was, I was like, made sure I didn't want to miss the intros for this one. Considering I think last time we saw those when they were crying coming out to the ring, and I was intrigued to see that the the uh, energy had clearly changed here. This was a lot more business like, and we kind of kind of moved past that initial part of this feud. And I actually thought, um, if I remember this correctly, uh, I, th- I felt like Suzu Suzuki was the one kind of pushing the pace here for for a lot of this, and on um, you know making it abundantly clear for somebody that's still so fucking young in her in her career that uh, she belongs here, and this isn't she's not just here because it's an emotional angle at the beginning of Julia's title run. This is somebody that, and then you know, in the near future or, or for an extended period of time, could be the the champion here at Stardom. Yeah, it was definitely the Suzu show. She was uh, the one that was putting in the work and showing what she could do. Chris, thoughts? Let's give them a big hand to that they did something that most wrestling companies refuse to do, and that's not like that's to not try to pathetically recreate something that happened naturally on a, on the next available opportunity. Right. Um, they like Brandon said, they just you know you had that emotional ramp up to the last match between them, and then this one. You know, if this was any other wrestling company, they would have been rubbing, fucking, they would have maced each other to make it so they cried. Yeah, you know I mean, it would have been so bad and so forced, and it was just been shitty. And I'm glad they just moved on, and we're gonna go with what's natural. Um, I mean, it started out pretty basic, and it ramped up really well. Uh, a lot of head dropping at the end of the match. That uh, um, Avalanche German Suplex, which was, you know, that stuff's pretty nasty. We know how that makes me feel. I complain about it all the time, but you know, it's it, that's a me thing. That's just I don't want anybody getting hurt. It's not like it's like I don't like that they do it. I just want everybody to their brains to be intact. I don't want any more Benoit's roaming the earth. So great main event. The epitome of a main event is what I have written down. I mean, this was fucking fantastic. Really good match. Probably one of the best matches I've watched in a long time. Yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, Julie doesn't challenge, doesn't call out a challenger, neither Sayakami Tani, but uh, a couple of days later, uh, Julia calls out, if you guys remember, Maya Yuki who came over. She's uh, working the Triangle Derby with Maiko Ozaka and Ram Kai Chow, the chairman. Um, and Maya said, no, I'm not going to fight you. I'm a huge fan of this. She said, challenge me for the title. Maya was like, Nope, I'm here to help out uh, my teammates right now, and we'll take care of this. I, I got to think about it. The stardom title doesn't really mean much to me. I got other things going on. Fucking brilliant, Brent. Thoughts? Yeah, couldn't agree more. Love it. Another good angle there. I don't have too much else to add to that, though. Chris? 
You know, it, it's super realistic, though. You know, that you see it in, re, in, in in MMA where these guys are like, oh, I want to fight him. And these are like, dude, I, I just fucking fought. <laughs> like, are you going to call? I haven't fought in a year and a half, dude. Like, I can't come out and fight next week. No, I'm doing yeah, other shit. And she's like, like no. in a she's in a situation where she's working like five different fucking companies right now. So it's like, nah, I got other shit going on. I'm sorry, your com- your company may be important to you, but it's not important to me. I got to go create the Noah's Women Champion. She she was involved in that match. Like, yeah, I'm not doing it. I'll think about it, but I don't think so. Fucking brilliant, especially when you're working with all these people from outside of place, like other places. I love it. Also, you know, you mentioned. Well, let's talk about this first. So, uh, Cinderella tournament contestants have been announced. Cinderella will be named. There you go. Utami, Azumi, Azuki, Kogumo, Komomo. I could go through all the people. It's the normal people. I'll get to the ones that maybe are surprises. Hina is in it, one of the younger kids. I don't think she's ever been in it before. Um, um, uh, Mariah May, the new girl from uh, England. Tomoka and then Anaiba from JTO is in it. Rina, another one of the kids. Uh, Omaseki, Omasaki. Do you guys remember her? She wrestled a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Nanae Takahashi's in it. Unimon's in it. And they said two people aren't, are going to be announced later. So there you go. There's your Cinderella tournament. We'll get more names. We'll talk more about it when we get closer to it. We're not really close to it yet. What's this, what's the size of the field for that? It's massive. I think it's, uh, shit. Give me one moment and I will tell Sorry. you. I'll 36 people. 36. Same thing as New Japan Cup has 36 people this year and so does Cinderella Tournament. Squad. Yeah. Cinderella Tournament is done over, it used to be over, it used to be done in one day. The same, uh, rules as Naniwa Roulette. So it's pinfall, submission, or over the top rope. I think the time limit is 10 minutes per match, if I remember correctly, 10 or 15 minutes per match. And then they hold the final, they hold the semis on a separate day, and then they hold the final on another day. It, they've done it in different formats, so don't, don't quote me on that. Sometimes they've done the semis and the finals on the same day. So, okay. I don't know, it's curious. Uh, the way it's laid out, if it's 36 teams, so you get two people matching up, and everybody gets, every round gets a bye. So they have two people match up, and then they have to wrestle somebody that gets a bye next. We'll talk about it when we get to New Japan Cup. But it's interesting. I'm curious who the two other people are. We'll find out. But Himika. So uh, Himika announced she's going to retire. She's going to retire on top. She's 25 years old. She said that when she started when she was 20, she just wanted to do certain things. And she hasn't. she's 25 years old, and she hasn't accomplished them. She wanted to be a champ. She wanted to be on the cover of uh, uh, Tokyo Sports, you know. And uh, she hasn't accomplished them. And she did a press conference, and she doesn't seem too sad about it. And she wants to move on to something else. And there you go. Leave on top, baby. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, kind of just surprising to hear. I looked up, she's only 25 years old, so just, you know, if, if something's going on there, yeah, good for her. I'm assuming, you know, she still has the entire life in front of her. So uh, kind of a surprise, though, Some, you know, one of the many people that's grown on us over the last year. Yeah, and she, she says it's not because she's getting married or she's going into acting or anything like that. She just wants to, while she's still healthy, she wants to just open up her options. Who knows? The way this works, she might end up somewhere else in six, in, you know, six months. She's wrestling for somebody else. Okay. Yeah. yeah she mentioned that she was maybe had topped out and where she was going to be, end up in this company. 
And during the pre- I did watch the press conference, and Rosie Ogawa was, you know, he's next to her the whole time. He's like, eh, you're still young. You have time. I think I think she's under the impression that maybe she needs to uh, change up her scenery a little bit, which is fine. Whatever. Go out when you can. Don't go out when you're t- – don't be Ric Flair fucking still trying to do a match for that 75 years old. Chris, thoughts on Ric Flair? You're wrong. There you go. You got your cue. There, there you go. go. That's all I got to say about that. There you go. All right, let's move on. <clears throat> hey, Bob, I think he's Michael Kleber, 27 of them, is there? Hey, Bob, thoughts on Stardom before we move on, Brad? No, thank you, Stardom, for about killing three hours of this depressive period, post-Super Bowl yes. depressive period for me. I'm glad you held on to it. See, the problem we had when we were getting ready to record, listeners, is that if they won, we weren't going to be too stoked to have to watch all this wrestling. If they lost, right. were we going to be able to find the energy to watch all this wrestling? But I'm glad that we can bring some positivity to this. Got through that one. And New Japan is all right. I think I crashed for a little while in the middle, but we'll keep, we'll go over it. Oh, Speaking of which, New Japan, the new, the new beginning in Osaka happened on the uh, 11th. Uh, I'll go through the entire card. Oscar Luby and... Toriano, face now. Um, let's start with the interesting stuff. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeats Kenta in a perfectly fine match. Most importantly, Kenta did the, uh, uh, let's mention this thing, the most important thing about this match. Ready? Tata Toothy. Tanahashi, before the show, broke his fucking partials on a protein bar. He had no fucking teeth in this match. Or in the show. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Oh fucking my god! Horrifying that confusing when he came out. Oh, with the <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even know what to say. I just, I, I think I verbally in the middle of the night, I watched this at like one o'clock in the morning, and just went, "What the fuck is going on?" I didn't catch it right away. You just see this big. It's, it's I think it was three teeth, three, three, three or four, four of them, big, right in the front. front. His fronts are gone. He's, he really was in, uh, enjoying showing it off too. He was doing a lot of uh, gummy ah! when he was when he was getting put in holes. So, uh, Chris, thoughts on Tanahashi? Now that he does, now that you know his teeth are gone, dude. <laughs> the show must go on, man. I mean, what, what can you say, right? And then if you're gonna not have teeth, you might as well just you know you might as well run it. with it and have some fun with it. <laughs> Can't to give him uh, shit about his teeth at the beginning yeah. of the match. I mean, it's, it's fucking look, dude. Something happens every time these guys wrestle that is just amazing, right? I know. This yeah. time, no teeth. Last time, they sent a guy out for a ladder, and he bought the biggest ladder in the history of the United of the, of the world. I'm sorry, I the United States <laughs> history of the world. He's like, oh yeah, can you get us an A-frame ladder? And he goes back like, look what I got. <laughs> Like Comically guy, sized ladder. Guys out carrying it with him. He's like, yeah, I need like a 15 foot ladder, not a hundred foot A frame. <laughs> Can you uh, get us a ladder? And when he went to the store, he was like, uh, I would like the most unstable A frame ladder you can find. <laughs> so no, I mean, like, I was surprised that Kenta lost this. Well, I mean, not that it matters. We'll get to the end, and then we'll yeah, have- yeah, yeah. So, but no, this is fuck, man. I mean, what else can you say? Tanahashi's the fucking best. Kenta and Tanahashi are fucking great together. They're yeah. both, they're both like willing to just make complete fucking asses out of themselves and still not be comedy wrestlers. Right. 
You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't devolve in the pure jacket. It's like c- complete jackassery, but it's done in a in a way that is like you buy it. Oh, that was blowing my nose. Sorry. Uh, better. Uh, next up, never open weight six man tag title match. The House of Torture, Evil Show, and y- Yujiro Takahashi with Dick Togo lose to El Desperado, Minoru Suzuki, and Ren Narita. Ren Narita gets attacked by the House of Torture on the ramp. The crowd is fucking booing the shit out of House of Torture. But we get a new faction out of this. There is like 20 factions in fucking New Japan right now. And now this faction, Minoru Suzuki, Ren Narita, and El Desperado are called Strong Style. Brandon Vance. Okay. Yes. Oh, we talked about it last week. Uh, before the match, they announced that if House of Torture did not defend the title, they were going to be stripped. So they discreetly came down to the ring, bitching and complaining with the, with the uh, belts. Good. Which I like, yeah. But not much else that I liked about this. I mean, I, I was kind of getting into, I had, I guess I had been into this House of Torture full blown piece of shit heel era. So, Minoru Suzuki, gone for absolutely no amount of time. He's just rebranded kind of what he's already been doing as the most generic term in New Japan wrestling. They're just the strong style team now, and they're the champions. So, okay. (laughs) Chris Bob. I got nothing, man. I just couldn't possibly care less. There you go. Let's move on. Uh, Loser leaves Japan match. Hikaleo defeats Jay White. Uh, Jay White is obviously going to WWE as per announced his brand new t-shirt that is available only on New Japan World. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. Shall I go? When, what, what's the timeline when I go back on New Japan Reddit and I troll them again about Jay White not leaving? I was going to post this tonight. Yeah, I was going to post this guy. Yeah. Where is Jay White going? Do you think he's leaving? And where would he go? Right? Now, like, what were your answers? What were your answers have been before I had showed you that he has a, shown you that he has a brand new t-shirt? Cause my answer would be he's just gonna go wrestling in the United States under New Japan. Brandon, what do you think? Let's pretend. It's not just a, it's not just a, uh, a t-shirt. He's got a, a beach towel out. So gonna this is gonna be here for the next season to come. Oh, uh, Jay White's gonna appear at WrestleMania now. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Chris, where's Jay White gonna show up next? Wait, what do you, what, wait. It's good. He's going to show up, probably show up as like a free a free agent on AEW. Oh yes, of course, free agent. Yes. Yeah, he's just going to yeah. pop in, and he's we'll get a Jay White. We'll never get a G a Jay White is all elite post on on Instagram, hopefully, <laughs> and uh, that'll be it. He'll be like, "Hey, brother, switch. It's so good to see you, man." Yeah, I would love to see him pop up and beat up somebody that we hate. Like MJF, like I, you know, like it's just not, not, and I don't want to say MJF because I act like hate MJF. Like we're sick of sick of the same story over and over again. Like I'd like to see him pop up and be like, "Yeah, you, this guy sucks." I know you guys all love him. Let's have Jay White show up and beat him up. Now, do you seriously think he's going to show up in AEW? I mean, what else? impact? He's going to impact. Yeah, I mean, well, listen, yeah. listen. Okay, so New Japan and AEW see themselves as equals. Impact and like CMLL and Ring of Honor are like feeder systems. So he's going to bounce around the fight. He might go and he might show up in Ring of Honor. He's definitely going to show up in Impact and bitching plane. 
I'm a, a Kamalao back in Japan, and Hikaleo cheated, and you know the whole routine. Yeah, I know that. This is, I, I got it. I can't wait. I can't wait till WrestleMania when Jay White doesn't show up, so I can troll. So I can troll fucking Reddit. They hate me over there. <laughs> anyway, I enjoyed the match. NJPW. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I've seen some. Uh, Mixed reviews on the match. I fucking enjoyed this match a lot. I thought it was fucking great. It was the story told was very entertaining. Brandon thoughts? Uh, I, I gotta be honest. This I think was when I fell asleep. I fell asleep during this. I don't want to okay. blame the match, but it's rude for me to even say anything besides that to put me put me down. So, Chris. Yeah, I watched this just assuming Jay White was going to win. Hikaleo would go off and just wrestle in a bunch of different places like they usually do. But uh, but uh. It was one of those things I was like, ooh! <laughs> like, gives, I didn't watch this at all. And it, it was gives, like, ooh, It gives Tanahashi the, the fist bump. He leaves. <laughs> he walks up the fucking, up the ramp, and he's, like, waving goodbye to everybody. It was so ridiculous. It was great. I have not checked to see if he had a backstage promo or not and what he said. But uh, I will maybe, get right on that. <laughs> maybe they had just had a jet fueled. Like, they took him right to the airport. Like the like the Eagles, where they showed up the next day. Like, let's get the fuck out of Dodge. Fucking leave. Those fucking losers that go down and hang out at the fucking fence and wave to the football team when they come in. What a bunch of fucking nerds. Get a fucking... You don't have a job? Get a life. That's a tough look. That is terrible. Unless you're, like, under a certain age. Yeah, well, I was just about to say, adults what, doing it. what is the line? 13... Kid. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, puberty is the line. Yeah, that's the well, one. Twelve high school, 13. you're a fucking geek. You're going down there, or I mean, whatever if, happens to you, if you you're like a... autistic. It's okay. If you're like thirteen and autistic. Whatever, it's okay. whatever happens to you afterwards, the next day when you show up to school, <laughs> like if you go on a game show and cry, and then you know, <laughs> the next day you should get tortured for it. Now you know that story. Yeah, I know that. Story. Have we talked about it? No, oh, you don't. That was a bully. No, yeah, so, you were, <laughs> school, you dumb so we were, we were kids. Do. We were in grade school. Well, I was middle school. Um, I was in the smart classes, quote unquote. I was a fucking total. You were gifted. I was a miscreant. Yes, I was gifted. Mentally gifted, I was. Um, and you know they selected kids to go on double dare at the time was the show. Double dare, you go on there and you have to do an obstacle course and answer questions. And this one kid lost and he cried. And when he got back, I just tortured the shit out of him for crying. <laughs> and guess what? He never cried like that. He took his losses with dignity every day. Every time after that, he took his losses with dignity. He buried all of his emotions like a man should. <laughs> yeah. Bury them right. down to the, the darkest places of your never soul. Never speak to anyone again of them. Especially not a paid <laughs> yep. professional. I I will admit that I uh when I was a kid in I don't know, what was it, Little League? So like what was that, like eight? I had a I stepped on home plate twice and got called out twice. And I had a coach run out, mind you we were little kids, and scream in my face during the game and like run out in the outfield and start screaming at me. And I cried. That motherfucker shouldn't have been oh, screaming. Yeah. And I, I I was done with baseball after that. It ruined baseball for me, I never went back. <laughs> that stuff will traumatize you. Yeah, it fucked me up. 
I used to um I still play baseball, but just not organized. Yeah. These things that you think about that are now like like you carried around as a kid is your own fault and then you realize it was just bad parenting. Mm-hmm. I used oh, to, yeah, it's my entire childhood, to, to football like the football <laughs> yeah. practice after after whatever elementary school and my dad would not wash my jersey that I was supposed to practice in and he would just stuff like a like a Tony Gonzalez jersey on over my shoulder pads to go practice in. Just anything that was a football jersey, not the team's jersey. And then I would get picked on like a motherfucker because everybody's wearing this specific white with the yellow letters, and I just have like a Kansas City Chiefs jersey on them, like getting this dirty in the mud. You're showing up there like, I'm a fucking pro. <laughs> yeah, yes, you did. Shit. It's like, Dude, I didn't know. Should... I can't keep track of my own clothes. I'm you eight. should have seen the baseball glove that my – my parents bought oh, my oh, first year of fucking God, it wasn't little even... league. Like I'm thinking, I didn't know how to play anymore. There was just a giant hole I, in the webbing. No, dude, no, it was just like it. It looked like like two shoes stuck together. It was so fat. <laughs> it was and thick. It there was, was no plastic. there was no basket at all. It wasn't soft. It was it was plastic. It was a plastic glove. That thing they hung it, around they the bought house. Bought it at the gold medal sporting goods for probably three bucks. This will work. I'm not spending money on my kids. I got to drink and go out and hang out with dudes. Hey, Dick, how am I going to spend? <laughs> I can't buy dudes drink. How am I going to get them drunk and have them fuck me? There you go. Back seat of a fucking Cordoba. Cordoba. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's our childhood. Anyway, um, any final Brandon, thoughts? Chris, yeah, final let me, thoughts? Lay, lay a mind. Step in a lay a mind. <laughs> let me ask you this real quick. Brandon, let me ask you this. When the Chiefs beat the Eagles on Sunday night, did you have like were you having flashbacks of the Tony Gonzalez jersey? <laughs> yeah, the one ah, my money. It's like ah, ah, look at him, look at his jersey, look at his jersey. The Oklahoma drill on the Tony Gonzalez jersey. <laughs> so good. That's another thing that we were allowed to do as kids. You're not allowed to fucking. You never should have been able to. Is that fucking Oklahoma drill? Yes. Yeah. Dog shit kicked out of you. Fucking concussion city. I did that 200 times, really. Oh, my God. Oops. I wonder why I'm a little impulsive. <laughs> Dude, I was a fucking, I was an offensive lineman. My job was to move forward and push. Why am I getting cracked in the side of the head like this? Because you got to show how tough you are. Yeah, really tough. Toughness. Resilience. Toughness. You got a bunch of fucking teenagers walking around like, Duh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, feel good. Rapey, rapey. Um, That's the favorite makers out here. Uh, never open weight title match. Tama Tonga defeated El Fantasmo in a surprisingly entertaining match. Next up. IWGP World Heavyweight Title Match. Kazuchi Okada, the champ, defeats Shingo Takage. Brandon thoughts. I've seen these guys a couple times before. I think this was right in line. I don't know if it would I would say it's the best one, but uh fun for both of them. Slow moving, the crowd's behind Shingo the whole time. And um and then we kind of just hit a stride here late in and late in it, like the second half of the Super Bowl, where it's just you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. They're both just beating the shit out of each other back and forth pretty quickly until, you know, uh, someone's finally going to the clock's going to run out there. And it, that was Okada. It's the last move. So Chris fun Lutz. little sprint at the end. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, there's nothing really more to add. They're exactly what you would expect from these two guys and um, entertaining as fuck. I love this match. I thought it was yeah. fucking spec. Spectacular. Definitely, Good like, stuff. gives me that vibe, like, all right, we got two big shows in a row that had fucking excellent matches, and this one had, man, the crowd fucking losing their shit for Shingo. He's he's He used to be in Dragon Gate, which is from, operates out of Kobe. 
which is just north of Osaka. So he had a huge fan base there that was cheering for him. Uh, that's fucking rad. Go out of your way to check this out. I love this fucking match. It's uh, it's in my match of the year list, which I am actually compiling one this year. So I have a massive match of the year list to talk about <laughs> at some point to anyone who wants to listen. Um, <laughs> more importantly, a toothless man is spotted at, at ringside, and Kazuchika Okada points him out and says, listen, i got to fight somebody in the United States. That place stinks. Let's make it better. So we're getting Kazuchika Okada versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for Battle in Los Angeles. What the fuck's it called? Sure. Battle in the Valley. The pay-per-view that's happening on the 18th. Brandon, thoughts? I hope he leaves his teeth out. Give me toothless Tanahashi in uh, San Jose. Yeah. He takes all his teeth out. He's like, gumming. Chris, any thoughts? Um, Yeah, no. I mean, not really. Oh, everything. What happened? Yeah, talking about the card. No, no, no. I, I, I just glitched out on. Uh, that's fine. Me that's fine. too. The card. We're gonna move on. All right, yeah. Battle in the Valley, 2023, happening next weekend. I'm not gonna watch it because it's a fucking pay per view. And I just realized this because so we got this pay per view, and we were talking about it a couple weeks ago and how this business model can't fucking work, right? You get this pay per view, you get to pay extra for it, even though you have New Japan World. Stardom. They got a bunch of fucking pay-per-views. You got to wait five days to watch it on Stardom World. Some of them you can't even watch in Stardom World. The uh, uh, Hiromu Takahashi's got this junior tournament championship, worldwide junior tournament championship. That's a pay-per-view. We're not gonna be able to watch that on fucking New Japan World. And I just realized they're owned by Bushi Road. They're a gotcha company. They fucking run gotcha games, which are just cash grabs, microtransactions nonstop. We're getting microtransactions to death. We're doomed. Brandon thoughts? I didn't realize that. That's what they do. They're like mobile games, little Candy Game Crush type shits. Yes. Yeah, that doesn't work. It's insane. It's either, you pick. Either you want my ten bucks every month, or you want me to to give you the forty once a quarter for the for the big thing. I'm not doing both both of these two things. I mean, I'll say I'm not going to do it, and then I do it for stardom because I'm a fucking hypocrite. But anyway, Chris, thoughts? Yeah, no. I'm with Brandon. No. Fuck that. I know, you know. Yeah, no. I'm the Zodiac. Here we go. Ready? Battle in the Valley. How excited are you for the show? Are you going to spend your money? Here we go. I'll, I'll excite you. Ready? Let's build up. Battle in the Valley 2023. Leave your comments until I'm ready to for them. Ready? Singles match. Bobby Fish versus David Finley. <laughs> this is the kickoff show. This is to get you all hype up. How about this one? J.R. Kratos versus Alex Coughlin. Cha-ching. Chris is saying something, but he's got this, his phone on mute, or his, his thing on mute. Battle in the Valley 2023 main card. Here we go. Eight-man tag team match. Adrian Quest, Josh Alexander, Mascara Dorada, and Rocky Romero versus Kevin Knight, Kushida, the DKC, and Volador Jr., who I haven't seen in a while. How about the NJPW Strong Openweight title match? Fred Rosser, the champ, versus Kenta. You stop me at any time. Just any of Fred this. Rosser? Yeah, Fred Rosser. You know who Fred Rosser is? I know Fred Rogers. Fred Rosser is the artist formerly known as Darren Young in the WWE. Okay. He's, pre- he's pretty much the 
the big heavyweight on New Japan Strong. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, I'm sure he's very good. I haven't watched. I don't watch New Japan. I never watched New Japan Strong. I don't care. The last, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't the last thing they invited, involved Darren Young in? He was being managed by Bob Backlund. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been he's been in New Japan for a while now. That's no, I know. I'm just saying, like in the main in the. The WWE sphere. The WWE sphere of mainstream wrestling. That was where they attached. They saddled him with that jackass. There you go. New Japan Strong Openweight Tag Team title match. The Motor City Machine Guns, a.k.a. Alex Shelley and Chris Saban, versus the West Coast Wrecking Crew of Joel Nelson and Royce Isaacs. I know Royce Isaacs. I saw him at the DDT show in 2019. Uh, Singles match. Here we go. Eddie Kingston versus the man who is going to join at WWE, Jay White. Brandon thoughts. Okay, I'm intrigued. There's there something that I would like to see. There we go. It's starting to get me here. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that's intriguing, but it's not worth money. How about the filthy rules fight? This is a good one. No ring ropes. Homicide versus Tom Lawler. How about that one, Chris? Brandon? I mean, to be fair, we I think Chris and I did pay for this in a, uh, an abandoned casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey. We watched Tom Waller fight in a, in, a, in a ropeless ring. Let's uh, let's be uh, honest, 100% honest. We paid for Josh Barnett versus Dean Ambrose. No. You paid for Homicide, for sure. <laughs> As if anyone would admit that. How about this? New Japan World Television title match. Zack Sabre Jr., the champ, defeated Clark Connors. Or is going to defeat the Clark Connors. All right, before we get to the end. Okay, let's talk about the end. Uh, Double main event. It's been announced. IWGP Women's title match. Kyrie's defending against Mercedes Monet. And then we get the IWGP World Heavyweight title match. Kazuchi Okada defends against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Brandon, are you paying for the (laughs) pay-per-view? I don't think I would buy this if it was four dollars and ninety nine cents. I just just the the act of asking for money for this is insulting to me. Yeah, I agree. Chris, yeah, I feel the same way Brandon does. And and as much as I want to see um, uh, Mercedes, Mercedes Monet in a ring other than the WWE ring, I'm getting and I'm not complaining about this. It's an IWGP match, but you're getting a WWE match if you're you know just out of that circle. Hmm. Make, you know, I, I'm, I don't know, I'm not, if, the, I don't know if the it's not going to look like a WWE. Match no, I understand there. that. I understand that. But it's like, didn't we kind of just see this? Like to Kyrie, me, Kyrie definitely ain't doing spinning backhands in WWE. No, no. So I mean, it'll and, and look, I might if they charge charge four dollars and ninety nine cents, I might at the last minute go fuck it and just rent it right before this match. It is available um, on Fight TV. That's where you can watch it live. Now, mind you, w- or, um, New Japan Pro Wrestling has run events on Fight TV before, and they looked like shit. They sounded like shit. They were cut out. The camera angles were off. Uh, a couple of times they've done shows with a fucking satellite dish conked out, and your feed was done. <laughs> Fight TV is fucking trash. Now, New Japan has said that they are worked through all these problems. Maybe they're using a different company to broadcast the thing and they're just using fight satellite i don't know i am not risking i don't know how much this fucking costs i will wait yeah brandon 
I actually like uh, every once in a while I go on Fight TV and just read. That's where you can see the real depths of uh, sports entertainment and mixed martial arts. These like D tier promotions. I see Frank Mears headlining a card <laughs> doing Jesus something next Christ. week. I don't know what. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> something called Triad Combat. Uh, Frank Mears fighting somebody in it. Like, and it says plus Metallica. <laughs> Metallica. Wait, maybe this already happened. Chris, uh, still on the front page. I don't know. God, that's all I got. I got nothing, man. I mean, look, I would think I would consider paying four four ninety nine for this if it wasn't going to air at some point on New Japan. But um, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed because I really want to be. I really want to be there live for that first uh, Mercedes Monet match, but I'm not paying for this. Sorry, twenty not on Fight TV. How much? Twenty. It's not the end of the world. I wonder if you, Chris, I wonder if it does get cheaper if you're halfway through the show. <laughs> like, I'm oh, trying to, man. to trying to get them to buy out my fucking Eagles. It's like a la carte <laughs> match, match selection. <laughs> right. How much does it cost if I just pick, like, it's a parlay. It's like, I need this one to win this one, this one. How much, how much do I have to pay for this? All right, let's move on. Uh, New Japan Cup, uh, 2023 has been announced. Here's the bracket. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the bracket, but I will run down some. Uh, 24 people, not 36. 36 is stardom. This is 24 people. So first round, we got Sonata versus Taichi. Winner takes on Kenta. We got Tatsuya Naito versus El Fantasmo. Winner takes on Chase Owens. Like, they pulled this motherfucker out of the fucking mothballs. Ren Narita versus Evil. Winner takes on Jeff Cobb. Toriano versus Mark Davis of uh, uh, that Australian team whose name escapes me. Winner faces Will Ospreay. We got Yoshihashi versus Kyle Fletcher, also of that Australian team. Winner faces Hiroki Goto. Shingo Takake versus Aaron Hanare. Winner faces Tama Tonga. David Finley versus Tomohiro Ishii. Winner faces Great Okan. And Shota Umino. Yujiro Takahashi and the winner faces Zack Sabre Jr. Brandon, thoughts? None. Don't read the back of the phone book. Chris, thoughts? I think I fell asleep during that. Oh, yeah, I heard you still. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Um, real quick, we'll go through AEW Dynamite. Let me see if there's anything else I wanted to talk about. Probably not. Uh, Tanahashi's teeth, I talked about that. Uh, yeah, we're good. Jerry Jarrett's dead. Oh, yeah, RIP Jerry Jarrett. Moving on. Um, <laughs> AEW Dynamite. Uh, Kanosuke Dukashka loses to MJF. Really good fucking match. Brandon thoughts? Yeah, pretty good. I don't know if I would go as far as really good. I mean, happy to see For MJF. TV? I'll say really good. Yeah, TV. yeah, fair enough. I, I, another hot star, earring. You're into the show then. I just elected not to be, but you would be if you cared. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I was into the show, and then I was immediately out of the show. Why? Uh, AW World. Oh, I'll just run through some of these matches. World uh, women's world title match eliminator match of course winner faces the champ if they uh, or the challenger faces the champ if they win the match and the bunny uh and got a concussion oh. oh so Jimmy Hader just finished her off with like a side suplex like the softest looking fucking finisher ever it was oh. like one two three yeah the bunny took a fucking beating on that on that apron and Woof. Uh, Ricky Starks versus the Jericho Appreciation Society. Fucking terrible match. What are they doing with Ricky Starks? 
Brian Danielson versus Roosh. This match fucking, this match did roll. Roosh looked like a fucking million bucks. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, but I mean, we talked about Roosh. Uh, I think it was the night of the CM Punk press conference. He got announced. He was joining. It was one of those big nights where we were almost making, making fun of them for completely burying him in his own debut. I felt like this was the first time they kind of took him out of the, the garage there. Um, cool moment in this. I think we're, Brian Danielson, when he was bleeding, his hair whipped into the camera, and there was, like, blood on the lens, and they just left it throughout the match. That was, that, awesome. that was something I hadn't seen before. It's pretty unique. Chris? Yeah, it, it was definitely an awesome match. Um, but, you know, I mean, I just – everything that they do, just kind of like, all right, that's great, and then they'll put Roosh back in mothballs for the next six months. And Apparently Roosh is out six times hyping up the crowd during the show. Yeah. He's coming out and speaking in Spanish. So they use them. Roosh is everything that Andre Andrade should have been, <laughs> but Andrade didn't do shit. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Think about what we just went over, though. Jamie Hader and Bunny in a match to the match to unlock the the match, and then Ricky Starks doing the gauntlet of the match to get to the. Then you can fight the guy for the match. Brian Danielson has to beat the guy to do the match, and it's just. <laughs> it's oh my god! It's so. It was we so obvious I didn't even see it. Yeah, three in a row we got him. Oh my god! Oh my god, it's so fucking bad. That was two hours of that. So I just thought okay. of this. Let me just put this. So you get a guy like Andrade, right? You get a guy like maybe CM Punk. You know anybody that's just kind of like I mean the CM Punk thing was a disaster. But you look at some of the guys that they brought in and then never did anything with. And I start to think to myself, like, you know, only in the indies do mat are matches just made for matches' sake, right? Entertain the crowd that's there and then pack them, get them going, right? Make them happy, they leave, they saw their favorite wrestlers, nothing else matters. And then you get these guys who work for, for lack of a better way to put it, like major mainstream promotions, and not just WWE, New Japan. Um, CMLL, AAA, whoever they deal with, those guys are coming over from Mexico, some of these guys. They put them in these, even Ring of Honor, guys that came up from through Ring of Honor, and then they moved on to AEW after Ring of Honor closed or before they got signed with, with AEW when Ring of Honor wasn't doing shit. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then all of those companies that have a sustainable – uh, fan base that consistently either watches or goes to these shows on a regular basis and is aware of what is going on with each and every one of the characters. All of these companies run stories. AEW runs no stories. They just do matches. The stories are very shitty. The ones that they do run are just kind of like, it's all like this. Okay, the story is Danielson has to wrestle MJF. They don't like each other for whatever reason it is. And then we'll fill in the plot points of the story with get the guy to get to the guy to get to the guy to get to the guy. It's the same thing. We'll just keep bringing guys in for no reason. And uh, he'll face all these different dudes uh, to, in, to the point in which they haven't even, like, uh, I thought about this the other day. If you had Shivani say, well, you know, MJF's doing this thing that he does where he's just going to hire a bunch of people to try to wrestle the guy because he doesn't want to wrestle on him 100% because he's afraid he's going to lose, and this is what he does. This is his MO. Now you've attached a reasoning and a story that you're going to recognize and tell to your fan base while Danielson's wrestling all these dudes. 
you look at these guys, maybe, like, do you think maybe Andrade was like, well, I, why am I doing this against this guy this week? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And then all of a sudden, he is now deemed, now, obvious speculation, he is now deemed difficult. Mothball him. Let's just go with the yes men, the guys that want to work and they just want to do matches because we're, I'm a, I'm a fan of indie wrestling. We have fans of indie wrestling and we are stable with our ratings and, you know, we're just going to keep doing what we think works. Obviously, you're speculating, entirely speculating. Obviously. Right. Okay. I'm just saying, like, do you notice that all of the guys who have come, a majority of the guys who have come from any kind of other large wrestling organization have been brought in and then mothballed? And I don't think it's like, let's just sign them so they can't work anywhere else. That's I don't, I don't know. I have no idea what the story is with, with um, what's his name? Rusev. What's his name now? Miro. Uh, I don't know what the story is. For a while there, he was hurt. Then he went and did a movie. Yeah. I don't know what the story is. And you're you're talking about Miro, who is the, out of that entire roster, probably the ultimate in storytelling. Nobody fucking tells a story like that, dude. Right? Well, I mean, mean, you're talking about John Moxley, Brian Danielson. You're putting him on that level? Yeah, I would. Okay, I mean, that's completely, that's completely, you know, it's opinion, but whatever. Yeah, no, I mean, this is just my opinion. When you look at somebody who actually has a nuance to his character and actually sits there and works on it, you know, he might not do it as well as those guys, but he puts the effort in. I'm just saying, like, you know, it it just seems that, like, maybe, because we we've been sitting here, we're like, what are they doing with this guy? Like, we have, we're excited and we have the ability. I, I'm not sitting here saying, like, oh, well, this guy should have been champion. I don't give a shit. But it just seems to me like you have certain people that you bring in with fanfare, and then for some reason you just mothball them. And it's almost like these guys just kind of come in from a place where they actually work and tell stories. And they don't do that in AEW at all unless you're in the main event. From what I can tell what's going on in WWE right now, there's barely a story going on there. So I don't know if that's fair to say. But uh, Brandon, what's your thoughts? I don't know WWE side. I don't even want to, I don't even want to do relative to this. I mean, AEW, I think we've, we've hit on pretty frequently that they, you know, lack cohesive story. I just Googled Miro AEW just to get an update there. And the last thing is from late December. It, it, the, a lot of articles that are headlined. It sounds like Miro rejected Tony Khan's, uh, creative idea. And then they right. just blackballed him for months from, cause he didn't go with whatever they said. So, um, and I think, you know, I, I think I pretty much agree with you, Chris. I don't know that it's happening better in WWE <laughs> right now. That's the only thing Listen, I'm like, I can't jump on that. But The only reason I brought up WWE is because at one point they actually would work on. Look, telling a good story. I think Miro got himself over in WWE and they pretty much fucking ignored it when he was doing the whole Rusev day. You have a, you have a point there. Yeah. They put a T-shirt out and then they changed his character. Like, no, they had him. They had cuckold. I mean, it's like, then they were, yeah, right. They were like, look yeah. at the YouTube. His wife was getting fucked. Like, it was just so stupid. Good. No, I was saying, like, just, just. I do, listen, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not shitting on your theory. I do yeah, agree. I... And Brandon, I agree with you too. The storytelling in this fucking company is not great. I would not use Rusev as my, as my example, though. You know what I mean? 
I like Rusev, but I, I there are guys in this that do make it worth watching, and it's, it has nothing to and it they overcome the hindrance of what's currently going on, where you have four different storylines where you have to face somebody to face another guy. Like Danielson, for all his bad acting during that fucking shoulder scene with the doctor, it, it was still it was entertaining as hell. He's telling a story. Ricky Starks was great up until they stuck him in this storyline. It's just very hit and miss, man. And we talked about it before. It's like four weeks on, four weeks off. Well, I think we're in six. Well, we had a good like the episode itself had some good wrestling. Maybe Roosh is getting something out of this. We'll talk about next week's card. But like. Yeah, it's it's not great. We're in we're in this lull again. They seem Checkers. like oh, God, you go. They seem like again complete speculation. Tony Khan, uh, that article I, last week I mentioned, he took over the creative. He felt like the wrestlers trying to do on their own was lacking cohesiveness. Um, what we got then, you know, as of this last week, was four of the same story, kind of really, right, right. with different people. But there's other ones of. Like Jade Cargill, kind of non-existent story at this point. Yeah, I want to talk about that too when we get a minute. He seems to fail to like, like he'll they do their quarterly plot arc to come up to these pay-per-views, and they do a particularly poor job of like if it doesn't fit into what's going to land at Revolution, it he doesn't have time for it, or it's just if it's just him, he's not thinking about it, and then the rest of this stuff kind of just disappears, and we and we start back up, you know, March. The interesting thing, too, is, like, you look at a company like New Japan, which is probably, you know, during the pandemic, suffered the worst out of any of these companies because they didn't have crowd, crowds. They couldn't get anybody in. It's the same fucking bodies over and over again. And it was not fun to watch. And the crowds being quiet did not help. But they still had story. There was a cohesive story throughout the whole fucking thing. It wasn't like, oh, yo, Shingo, you... I'm sorry, you have to face every member of Chaos before you can face Okada. Oh, I, I'm sorry, um, let's think, somebody was going against Jay White. You have to face all the Bullet Club guys before you can... Like, it just... They had distinct stories. Even if it was something stupid like the fucking um, King of Pro Wrestling story, sure, we were like, oh, God, this is fucking really dumb, but every match of the King of Pro Wrestling, ridiculous and not very good, were all different. So you tuned in for it. I, it's in AEW. It's just like, are we watching it because we're watching our favorites? I think a lot of people do that. They see their favorites on TV, and that's why they're watching. Chris, why do I get the impression? Well, first of all, I just thought of this when you were talking. It's like if they did this in like an episode of Seinfeld, where the same exact thing happened to all four of the main characters, that would be one of those Seinfeld episodes. Where you're like, this is fucking stupid. Right. This would be the back, the other backwards episode, right? Where you're like, I hate the one that wins the Emmy, but I hate it. Yeah, but you hate it, <laughs> right? Like the exact same thing happens to all four of the gang. Um, but the other one was, uh, why do I get the impression that Tony Khan's in the in the office? You know, like in the AW fucking whatever office when they go to the arena, and he's like, what is it, Jerry O'Connell and fucking. Piranha 3D. Remember that? Where he was like the Girls like the Gone Wild guy? guy? Yeah, he was great. <laughs> was, he the girl, was Jerry O'Connell the Girls Gone Wild guy? I think so. Was, was he? It, whoever it Eli was. Eli Roth was the Girls Gone Wild guy, I think. I, I don't know, man, but he was doing the mountains of cocaine the whole time. Yeah. 
He's like, what? What? <laughs> Who was the guy that ran UWF? What was his name? The fucking oh. sweaty boot guy? I don't remember his fucking was, name. Not Bill Watts. I'm thinking of No, the, no, no, no. The sweaty the guy, fucking cowboy boots guy. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck was his name? That's who he is. Anyway, uh, Brian, any final thoughts before I move on? I gotta talk about the rest of this card. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Okay, the elite faced, uh, off against, uh, Herb uh AR, AR Fox and Top Flight. Uh, they look great. Top, Top Flight and AR Fox. I think this is a match just to put them over. And, uh, AEW World Tag Team title match. The acclaimed were defeated by the guns, uh, as we predicted. Um, but Big Daddy Gun did not turn bad. Uh, the internet was very upset by this, but it's obvious what's happening. Fucking FTR needs bad guys to face, and the guns are bad guys, so they're gonna face bad guys to win the title. Have fun with the titles for, until the pay-per-view guns, because you, you're getting knocked off you real, real quick. Brandon, any, uh, final thoughts on the show? Yeah, I wouldn't expect an extended run there from those two fucking goobers, but that's okay. Chris, final thoughts on the show? You know, yeah, we thought that this was going to happen with the uh, guns. I, But, like, you know, if this was something that happened more often in AW, I think I would be more excited about it. Even though you don't like these guys, at least they're putting it on new people, mm-hmm. young people. I mean, this was supposed to be the place where the guys who you didn't know who they were, if you were a WWF fan and you didn't know who they were, and we were going to give everybody an opportunity, and it just kind of slogged into fucking weirdo professional wrestling politics, I guess. So it's cool to see the, the the guns, whatever they're called, with the fucking tag title. They won't keep it, like you said. And who gives a shit anyway? Unless you're a fucking idiot, who fucking cares? It's a, it's a plot point in the story. I say this yeah, all the time. And, and thinking of what we just talked about for like 10 minutes, it's an actual pro wrestling story. The bad guys won. They cheated to win. And they're going to be jerks. You're sad because the good guys lost. The guys you wanted to win lost. And instead of getting your two favorites, the acclaimed versus FTR for a title match, you're getting two guys that cheated to win against FTR who are going to be the baby faces. That's pro wrestling. The bad guy, you have to root against the bad guys. Not everybody's going to be your favorite and go, uh, this is awesome. This is awesome. And every match, there's good guy, bad guy shit, man. That's the whole purpose of this. Good has to overcome evil. That's the whole part. The fucking underdog story, stuff like that. It's all part of pro wrestling. This is awesome. Fuck you. No, it isn't. Five forever. It's boring. <laughs> Shall I move on to the card? Where do you hear this week's card? You'll be very excited. Ready? Uh, taking place. Oh, by the way, El Paso. Uh, we talked, laughed about this, how small the stadium was. I think it held 5,000 people, but apparently it's the home. It's like the place where Eddie Guerrero was. And uh, Kanosuke Takeshita did the Eddie Guerrero chest thing, and Conan was very upset and said he would have punched him or slapped him if he saw him because he's not lat- he's not Latino, and he's not allowed to do it. I seem to remember Conan getting slapped in his fucking face quite a few times and not doing shit about it. So he I think he said he's not he's mouth. not Mexican. And he's not allowed to do it. And Conan, sir, Conan, Cuban. you're Cuban, sir. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Fuck Conan and his fucking hernia. This softball size hernia coming out guts of this. Fucking break. Fucking. <laughs> I think I think Miro's. I mean, I think Miro's stuck up for him too on Twitter. He's uh, stuck up for Takeshita too. He's like Conan. Even his best days couldn't even lace up fucking Takeshita's boots. So take a fucking walk with that bullshit. Take a fucking walk, Grandpa. Uh, worry about fucking booking AAA. That shit's unwatchable. What this? Okay, here's your card. Ready? 
Oh, by the way, it's listed on Cage Match. It's listed AW Dynamite number one seventy six description TV show. Why from Barely. Laredo, Texas, in the Sames Auto Arena? Brian Cage versus Jack Perry. Wait, hold on about that. Adam Page versus Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford. Singles match: Mark Briscoe versus Josh Woods. We got Mark Mark Briscoe on TV. Three-way match, Ruby Soho versus Tony Storm versus Dr. Britt Baker. We'll talk about this in a second. Eight-man tag team match. Now, Chris, get ready for it, because I know you're going to be fucking fired up. Ready? (laughs) Jay Lethal versus Jay Lethal versus Jay Lethal. Now, Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt versus the acclaimed Billy Gunn and Orange Cassidy. We'll come back to this. Texas Tornado tag team match, Preston Vance and Roosh. This is the Blackpool Combat Club of Claudio Castagnoli and John Moxley. And I'm sure MJF will speak. <laughs> um, uh, first of all, let's talk about uh, Ruby Soho, Tony Storm, and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. So we got the uh, originals. Old storyline here is the AEW originals versus the WWE girls, I guess. X, the new girls. What do, what do we do? What do we do? What do we, what are we doing with the TBS champ? Where's why isn't she involved in this? She ain't, she's fought fifty dummies. Brandon thoughts. TV show. There's a t- loosely loosely considered a TV show is being uh, displayed in front of us. I don't know. Yeah, there isn't really one. The Jade Cargill is like non-existent on the TV show, so that they can uh, wedge in this. Well, we were here first storyline as one of the few non. Uh, Mortal Kombat Tower storylines that they have going on. Yeah, like, uh, who's the space alien girl? What was her name? Chris Statlander. Yeah. Would we be in a different storyline if Chris Statlander was here? She didn't get hurt. Would she be the champ, the TBS champ? I think they're wasting fuck. This would be the perfect opportunity to really get Jade Cargill involved in an interesting story is to put her in the middle of this and make her the dominant fucking monster in this. Oh, you want to fucking take you want to take us on? I hate I hate Raw vs SmackDown storylines. I think they're fucking stupid, but she's not doing anything. She's just fighting jobbers. Here's an even better question: At what point does a person who's won fifty straight matches get the challenge for a title? Champ, champ. Why doesn't she have two fucking belts at this point? There should be. Like, hear this out: little fantasy booking. She gets involved in this situation. She does it for the AEW originals. She takes the belt and tells all of the women, go fuck yourself. I got both of them now. Mm. And nobody can get them off her. Think of that. You want to make somebody a fucking legitimate monster? She's the one to do it. She's the best one. And I know I talked a ton of shit. I don't care. She's the best one. She has more presence than pretty much anybody in pro wrestling right now. Yeah. Right? You take her, and you have her have both titles. And if you're going to mention the other companies, have her cut promos, where she'll go to all of them and take everybody's fucking belt. She'll look like Ultimo Dragon by the end of the week. You know what I mean? Even though that would never happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You have the perfect opportunity to paint her out to be exactly what she looks like, which is the fucking 
pinnacle of women's pro wrestling, even though she's not, you know, fucking but, technically but, the best. Who gives right, a shit? To that point, the technically the best, she's facing Jamie Hayter at some point. Right. Jamie Hayter's fucking amazing. Right. She doesn't have to be the best. No. Jamie Hayter's going to self like crazy for her. Now, if you want to hear my prediction for this match, because you just mentioned what it was, you didn't have predictions. Um, Britt Baker immediately injures Ruby Soho. <laughs> so Ruby Soho's out for six months. And um, fucking sandbags, unintentionally sandbags the shit out of fucking, who's the other one that's in it? Tony Is it Storm. To- Tony Storm. Sandbags the shit out of Tony Storm, and it's, it looks like they're wrestling in fucking quicksand for 20 fucking minutes. And everybody chants for DMD the whole time. And uh, that'll be it. <laughs> that'll be the match. Unbelievable. I think they're, I think they're wasting her. Big cargo. I got Ryan has Ryan Howard hitting seventy five home runs in Double A here. Right. Not not using <laughs> right right right. Storyline. I remember those days. We had Jim Tomei. There's no Jim Tomei. There the is no Jim Tomei. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there you go. Excited for next week's uh, or tomorrow's uh, rampage or whatever the fuck it's called. Dynamite, Brandon. No, no, that sounds like this could be one of the wor- the worst ones. This could be. Uh, Towards the bottom of the list of ones that we've had to sit through, and we're three weeks away from pay per view here. They should be coming home, really building it up. Chris, Jay Lethal in a match, eight man tag match. Chris, he's excited. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett will make yeah, it awesome. Uh, I know. Jeff Jarrett will save that shit out of it. <laughs> I really want to watch this match because Jeff Jarrett's in it. Jeff Jarrett's. Ah, ah, you know, we're gonna on. get a Jarrett. We're gonna get Jarrett or Sotnam Singh facing off against Orange Cassidy, which should be fun. I'm into it. Billy Gunn can eat the pin. He eats pins like crazy. I'm into it. So am I. All right. I think I'm. St- I'm I, what is the Jeff Jarrett? Well, I He's mean, fucked. you've, you've, you've. What is it? Eight. It's an eight man tag, right? So you've reduced Jay Lethal to an eighth of the match. You've right. taken him down from a half to an eighth. Sadly, <laughs> looking at this match, he's the worker in there on their team, though. Sanjay Dutt's okay, but he has, he's more of a manager. No, but I mean, like, you know, Jay Lethal can go in there and make somebody look good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not, no, he's just, blah, nobody cares. Right. But, like, it's not like he, he is, he is, I mean, you can actually say he is the fucking, got the curse of the great worker. I have Where no idea. He just goes in there and sells. He can sell. He can work. Those Brandon, who the fuck is Josh Woods? I have no idea who this person is. I have no idea. Let me get into a quick Google here. He's formerly known as Preston Cunningham. He's Josh Woods. He's uh, the son of Herb Abraham. He's a Ring of Honor guy? Yes. I don't fucking know this dude. Sorry. I have no idea this guy is. He kind of looks like real-life badass overall good guy. Hashtag the technical beast. I have no idea who this person is. Oh, the technical beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's verified on Twitter, but he's only got fucking sixty eight thousand sixty eight hundred fucking dollars. Mm. There you go. All right. He was a, a he was an amateur wrestler at UCF. Okay. I'm just saying that's his background. University of Central Florida. There you go. All right. Final loss. We weathered the storm here. The, the post Super Bowl storm and got you. We did. Eight, we did eight eight plus minutes of content here. So. All right, so we have a show we're not going to be able to see. 
and New Japan Jail coming up. We're gonna have we're gonna be stretched for content, I believe. <laughs> we got a show we're not gonna be able to see and a show we're not gonna to wanna to watch. All right. I <laughs> we're gonna be stretched for content next week. We're gonna to talk about fucking AEW. How's that how are we gonna do that? Maybe somebody will die. <laughs> I mean Yay, death. <laughs> Come on, death. R.I.P. Jerry Jarrett. I wish I could say anything about him besides having a high pitched voice. I don't know shit about I don't about know him. anything about that man. Sorry. It's not that's, that's that wasn't my wheelhouse. He was involved in TNA. TNA what happened to, to uh NWA with fucking tires? Oh, tires? I know, I know, but it's like <laughs> that like bowling pin shaped man hasn't lost in like two since the pandemic. So the funny thing was when he won their title, people were really upset. Yeah. And I'm like, so you're upset about wrestling that nobody watches. Right. You put a guy with, you know, uh, uh, upper echelon, uh, company experience. He wrestled in WWE. He had somewhat of a role, as, you know, goofy as it was, whatever. He's, um, well versed in how to, um, perform on television in front of the camera. He's been trained in doing this. We put the, he's gigantic. And we put the title on him on a show that you probably don't watch and just tell people you watch so that you look like you're the greatest wrestling fan of all time and you haven't seen it in forever. And everybody pitched a fucking fit when he won. I think who gives a fuck? He goes on Fox News. I think he's a Fox uh, News I think that's no, who gives a shit? Do you think wrestling fans would be mad that he was he's on Fox News? The people that don't watch it would be mad. Uh, okay. The people that do watch it are probably like, Yeehaw. That's but my guy, man. Yeah. He's based out of, it's based, still based out of fucking Atlanta. I always, I always drove down there when Cornette was in charge down there. <laughs> when they first started up on YouTube, I was thinking yeah. about it. Go down for a taping. That would have been a blast. Go down for the Before weekend. The just do a pandemic, taping. I feel like it was entertaining. It was. When it was free, it was entertaining. It was free. It was fun. Then when they charged you, it was like, no, we're paying for this. <laughs> The show's not good. It's entertaining. Not good. That and the question mark died. R.I.P. the question mark. Yes. Yeah. The question mark was fucking great. R.I.P. Go ahead, Chris. Let me ask you this, too. Like, what was the, God, like, business decisions? Like, you have a free platform to put it on, right? It doesn't cost you anything to put it on there. You get enough traction. You get paid from them through ad revenue that you get on YouTube. Now, I don't know what that is. And your plan they changed, was... They definitely changed the, um, uh, I don't know, the format on how to make money on YouTube. Okay. Like it has to do with more, you need more viewers. Is that what it is? And like, I mean, I'm imagining if you get, I don't think five, half a million people are watching fucking NWA. No, no definitely way. not. Like live stream stardom shit gets like twenty five thousand people watching on yeah. YouTube. I mean, AEW well, wide. AEW gets nine, and they're on basic cable. Right. So you don't have to look for it; it's right in your face. Right, right, right. You know, one thing that Discovery Networks does is a great job of is promoting their shit on their other channels. Right. Any uh, insight on this? <laughs> I'm just trying to see how many views they are getting because I, if I had to guess what's coming, what it's coming from there, YouTube is relatively like zero dollars in revenue. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like you, you got to get some serious numbers. 
So, but you can't get people to watch you for free. So you figured, fuck it, we'll get them to pay. Right. Fuck is that? I'll bet you what they did is like, if we get forty people to pay, we're making more. <laughs> we're making from these right. YouTube ads. <laughs> All right. So I'm taking a look to see. And you also have people like me who are like, eh, it's only twelve dollars a month. Right, right. You've been subscribing into it for twelve years, and you've never used it. <laughs> you gave okay, so like eight hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so like they he make a uh, retirement announcement on Stardom's YouTube channel got uh, one hundred forty two thousand views on the high end. So the free show, remember the free show that was on there? Well, even the pre-show for uh, Supreme Fight, one hundred twenty two thousand views. Yeah, they breached like 100K views, it looks like maybe 10, 15 times ever. You're talking about NWA? Yeah, NWA. So Yeah, I'm imagining that it's a very, yeah, they're not making any money on that, I don't think. I think these bigger companies just use it as a marketing tool, right? So, NWA ain't making no fucking money. That's it. I, was just, I don't know, you sent me that clip and I saw Bob Ray Dudley and Tyrus, I'm like, man, what a... Not that they were ever hit at some peak, but boy, they really kind of disappeared. Bubba Ray's got to be like fucking how old is Bubba Ray now? Fifty six or some shit like that. He's got to be. He does look like Alex Jones. He does look good. All right, let's get out of here. Ready? Yep. We got nothing to talk about next week. We'll figure it out. Thank you for joining this week and joining us every week at Wrestling Atone. Subscribe and follow, tell your friends. And for Brandon and Chris, I am Jim, and we'll be back here next week. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.